Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast, where we focus on all of the different elements that help a Christian homeschooling family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and today I'm joined by Jenny Tetzner and Tina Hollenbeck, and you are going to love what God has allowed them to do to impact families in their local community. I hope that you'll not only be encouraged by what they're doing, but that you'll also be inspired to do something similar right where God has you. The Teach Them Diligently podcast is made possible in large part through the help of our sponsors. So I hope when I mention them on the show that you'll check out what they have to offer and let them know how grateful you are for their support. Today's episode is brought to you by Cedarville University, home of more than 4,700 students in Southwest Ohio. Students spend approximately 1,000 days in college, no matter where they go. And Cedarville is committed to helping students make the most of every one of those days with a mission to transform lives through excellent academics and intentional discipleship in submission to biblical authority. Students graduate from Cedarville ready to make a kingdom impact in their careers, their churches, and their communities. They leave bolder, wiser, and closer to Christ. Learn more at cedarville.edu. And now, let's dive right into my conversation with Jenny and Tina. Guys, welcome back. I am very excited to um, present to you today Tina Hollenbeck and Jenny Tetzner. They have done something really exciting in their hometown, and it goes so nicely hand in hand with my heart to mobilize homeschool moms to minister to one another, to to really take what the Lord has put in our hand and then put it in play uh, for the good of His kingdom and for the good of other families. So. Jenny, Tina, welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, you are very, very welcome. Now, I know from talking to you all earlier, you have both graduated children. I think, um, I, actually, I think that you you both graduated all of your children, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have two daughters, 19 and 20 years old, but they both graduated in 2020. They're, okay. they're Irish twins, so they there wanted to go. graduate together. <laughs> There you go. And Jenny? I'm begging Madeline. She's the last one, 18. Madeline, one more year, one more year. <laughs> I yes, know. She just graduated. So. And my, just, they and, just all want to move on with their lives and leave us. I don't, don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are telling me before we started recording about a burden that the Lord kind of laid on your heart, kind of an idea, a spark of an idea that he gave you and how he worked out for you to start this ministry. It, I mean, it really is a ministry of, of mentoring in your local homeschool community. Can you share that story with us so that we see how God worked up there in Wisconsin? Yeah, absolutely. He is up here, amazingly. <laughs> I know, it's not yes. too cold for him. <laughs> Yeah, well, with we had been homeschooling our kiddos, and of course, during that whole time, everybody always asks about homeschooling, and so we were always just telling everybody about homeschooling, and um, it was on our, my family, the Tetzner's heart forever to get involved in the homeschool world, and this beautiful building that we're in, in Deep Here, Wisconsin, 
came available for rent and the sign was in the window. And um, so my husband and I said, we're going to rent this out. We have no idea what we're going to do, but we're going to rent it. God will provide a way. And so we um, did some of Madeline's studies in here. Joel brought his desk here, even though he had an office at home. And we waited to graduate Madeline, which was last year. And uh, not knowing what was going to become of it. And then um, we graduated Madeline and I was off of Facebook actually for five years. And my husband said, babe, if you want to put it out there, you're going to need to get onto Facebook mm-hmm. and or you're going to go door to door, but something <laughs> has to give. And so I did. And I had some feedback come in. What would you think about, you know, just getting help? And, and then um, Tina Hollenbeck over here, we didn't know each other very well while our kids were growing up. But uh, the Lord just gave clear vision that it would be with Tina. And so here we are. <laughs> Long story short, here we are. We yep. met for coffee and yep. and I had been doing one-on-one mentoring. I would just okay. meet with people at the coffee shops and and just talk to them. And because I have a curriculum database, um, people kind of knew about me. So I had not left Facebook. I hadn't disappeared. And um, so I was kind of known in that realm. And so it was just a neat fit. Um, Again, you think in our small town, we would have grown up with our kids would have grown up with each other, but we really were in kind of two different spheres. Um, So we just got reconnected when our kids were done. Yeah. Because the hand of the Lord was in it, apparently. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I think it's amazing the way that you tell the story about how you saw this building. It was awesome. Something needed to be done with it. Didn't know what you were going to do. You just knew that that something needed to be done and you jumped in. Mm-hmm. What were some of the conversations that kind of led into that? <laughs> uh, I would say, well, it was funny because at first I really didn't have the eye it was an old building and I was really just attracted to it. And we had talked about it for so long that it almost just became, you know, we told so many people that someday, someday. So isn't it something where God just puts it into your heart and it became a part of us. Hmm. So when we got the building, you know, when we, we would, um, like I said, do some of Madeline's studies, we, we put up a Christmas tree, (laughs) we would hang out in here. Um, and it just, I don't know if it's because, you know, like God's word says, we, we really just, we believed it. We believed it so much. And um, when I put it out on Facebook, we actually didn't have this space yet. Okay. I just jumped back onto Facebook, wondering where the homeschool community was at, yeah. particularly because of the pandemic. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering, um, I also taught first grade at a classical school. And so a lot of the parents um, asked me if I could homeschool their kiddos, which went to Ben <laughs> homeschooling. Right. And so um, I just was wondering where they were and a lot of different people. And so when I contacted Tina, it was really to get a feel because I knew she was as passionate because there are moms and dads who've homeschooled their kids and then are kind of glad to take that next step and maybe go back to work or whatever. But I knew Tina's heart was just like mine, that that this is what God put in us. This is where we'll be. And so it just all literally was such a natural, it was, it was just so natural. It was crazy. Hmm. Well, and what, so you, you started this or you bought, uh, leased this building, Yeah. decided to do something for the homeschool community. What did you end up creating there? 
So um, several things. Um, our space has two large closets that we um, took all the curriculum that we had saved. So I'm saving curriculum for grandbabies because, and I think you are too, right, Jenny? <laughs> so we took all the best of the best that we had saved and we brought it into the room and we made a curriculum library. Um, not that moms can necessarily check out because if someone takes it out, then it's not there for somebody else, but right. they can come and look at it because, um, you know, as wonderful as it is to go to teach them diligently, they're not running all year long. Exactly. Right. And not yeah. everybody can go mm -hmm. and you all need to get one up here because there isn't one close to us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so people love just being able to put their hands on it and page through. Yes, um, yes. So that's one thing we do. Another one is meet one-on-one -on -one with people. And if you want to talk about that one a little bit, Jenny, because that's mm -hmm. kind of the main thing. They, they call us or they yeah. come in and they're like, help, what do I do? I'm pulling my kids. Yeah. What do I do next? Well, we started a Facebook page just for the homeschool loft. And um, we, we just it kind of started out with just encouraging memes, I guess, if you will, if yeah. you want to say it. we just put encouragement out there. And, um, and when we opened the doors here, so we are in a room right now, which is um, not our main area. This is where we do our podcast in this room. And but in our main room, which is across the hall. Uh, yeah, we just opened the doors and invite we have regular hours, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And if those hours don't work, which they don't sometimes, um, we just will make appointments with parents to come in and we can talk one-on-one -on -one with them if they need, if they're, especially if they're just beginning the homeschool journey mm -hmm. and don't know anything about it, or, um, or they can just stop in, drink some coffee or some tea and chit chat, mm -hmm. look at our books and, um, yeah, all we've, the we've even told people, hey, if you don't want to talk to us, if you don't want to look at books, you just need to come and be quiet because yeah, there's no yeah. quiet in your home because yeah. Jenny is a decorator by at, at heart. And so everything in the room is beautifully decorated, mm -hmm. just peaceful and calming. Yeah. So we've told them they can just do that, too. So Fantastic. and then we do um, small group meetings, too. So Jenny runs a weekly book club. Okay. Um, we have a friend who does a once a month um, support group for moms with kids who have special needs. Um, she also does some speech therapy, um, kind of mm -hmm. in our space. Um, yeah. and we're just, we're doing experiments about what works, yeah. what do the parents here want and right. what can we provide? Yeah. Well, and with so many, yeah, I mean, the pandemic changed everything. Mm -hmm. The, the number of homeschoolers has gone up exponentially, oh, yes. but with that comes an awful lot of people who do not have a support system, who don't have yes. any idea of the players or anything else in this yeah. world. And so I can imagine, or I would imagine that you guys are, are really quite busy just having conversations and mentoring and pouring into the yeah. lives of these homeschool mamas and daddies. Yeah. And it's really, um, it's, it's such fear, right? Because they've yes. been so conditioned to believe that, that they're just not able mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to, you know, teach their own children. But really we try to hit home that it's, it's just learning with them. That's all that it is. And so um, it was, you know, something that struck me, I thought is, I remember when we were setting things up and Tina had put out this tissue box and I remember thinking to myself, we don't really need that tissue box there. <laughs> and it's interesting because literally not, not just, you know, other people that come in, but, you know, this is serious when it comes to your children. And there's so much more. It's so much more than homeschooling. It's family relations. Mm -hmm. 
and it's husbands and wives. And so when people come in, it starts out maybe as homeschooling, but it always goes right. There's more, there's more that is involved in family life. And so it's been a blessing for us to be that God would say, I'm going to instruct you because we don't always feel that confident. Sometimes I don't have all the answers. Right. And so it's just a blessing. Well, and what I thought was so interesting about what you guys are doing, so many of the resources that are put out actually have the children in mind, their co-ops, their playgroups, their whatever. Um, and those are awesome. And those are needed. And those are important. But you guys took a very different focus. And um, I think that that is really, really important and encouraging. And I would love to hear the heart behind why you didn't come in and, and you know, create another co-op or another play group. Mm. Yet instead, you decided to focus solely on moms and dads. Well, one is that there's lots of things for kids in our community already. There's several homeschool groups mm. that run all kinds of different activities. It's a very homeschool-friendly community as far as even community-based activities that are out there for kiddos. So we didn't need to reinvent the wheel. The right. wheel was already working just fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and I think you'd agree with me, Jenny, that um, we know that by impacting the parents who are scared and mm -hmm. nervous that we can impact kiddos, you know, yeah. they're not our kids. We wish we had more children that we could homeschool. We can't. Um, but we know if we could help the parents gain confidence that we're going to make sure that there's healthier homeschools, more and more healthy homeschools in our community. And and then just grow it from there. Cause we, we kind of wish everybody would homeschool. So we're like, how can we help that right. move along? Facilitate yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I am. I live in just the buckle of the Bible belt. <laughs> we, we are surrounded by homeschool families everywhere. The, the co-op that my kids have gone through now has like 700 children in it. It's, it's insane. The amount of resources and such that are here. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's so good. And yet, if you put your child in a co-op, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are getting the answers that you need for right. all the other stuff that's going on in your life. And, and I do think that this is this is an area that we kind of leapfrogged over a lot of times. Um, that's, you know, everything that we do as a ministry is devoted to equipping parents um, for that, that same heart. And I love that you guys are on the ground doing it there locally. Yeah, well, and you know, you think, I remember, I mean, and I still, I'm still the mom, right? And so um, all of those feelings that come with all those hard days, all of that, and now add that whole pandemic thing on top of it, where I feel like people are so, it's just a different time and they feel cornered, you know, yeah. they feel like they just don't know. It's just such fear. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been a blessing to be able to really stop and just say, but, but you're the mom. And so you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there was a quote or a meme that I saw there saying something to the effect of if you could, you know, if, if people told others that they would have to send their children to the government school to be able to walk, I fear that people would actually believe that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes where we are, but it's just getting them back into tune. And because so many of the new parents that are new to this, you know, they, they don't really have that established relationship with their kids anyway, because they've been separated from them. Yep. So it's really just backtracking and just, you know, 
Well, and I would imagine it's giving them permission to stop, to, to actually recognize that before you can school them effectively, you have to know them better. And so that may involve breaking habits and, you know, unschooling everything, de-schooling, whatever you want. Um, yeah, it, yeah, we tell them all the time. It's yeah. it's about parenting. It's about discipleship, exactly. and even moms and dads learning to trust themselves. And you know, if if they're not believers, I, I talked to a woman today on the phone. She called me. She was all upset, and I could tell she wasn't a believer when we were talking. But I said, so I said to her, "You have to trust your gut because yeah. I believe in common grace." And I'm like, God loves homeschooling, and so He's going to want to give common grace to even those who aren't yet following Him, right? But for those of us who know him, follow the Holy Spirit's leading and trust that he's given us our kids. So therefore he wants us to be the main influencers in their lives. He trusts us. So why shouldn't we trust ourselves? But but parents don't. No, they don't. And they also, I have found so many times are, are very reticent to ask questions. It's like the assumption is made that they should know something or that everyone is too busy to answer or whatever. Um, So giving a, a platform for them to actually come in and ask their questions has got to be a really powerful thing as well. Yeah. And just to say what they feel, which is that whole thing. It's, it's, it's okay that they don't feel equipped. That's okay. Cause we're going to unravel all of that because do we always ever feel that it's okay Mm -hmm. still doing it afraid. That's one of the things that, you know, Yep. But another thing that we always tell them too is, um, and we we really leave it open to everybody, all different kinds of homeschoolers, all all different, and but that usually want to come in and talk about curriculum right mm-hmm. off the bat. Wait, that's Even everyone's first step is curriculum. Curriculum, <laughs> curriculum, and we usually don't. We always just say, well, first let's have a discussion, and you know we always talk about just what Charlotte Mason would say: an atmosphere an atmosphere, a discipline, and then a life. And we really touch upon that. We really talk about there has to be that atmosphere in your home. Are you learning? And what are your thoughts? Does your, does your husband enjoy learning in front of the children? You know, so that witnessing to that. And so that's really, yeah, that's so, so good. And, and you're right. It's, I, in fact, even in the, the classes that I've taught on homeschooling, I don't get to curriculum until way in. And I, Mm -hmm. and it's because that's the easy part. Yeah. Following a curriculum, that's the very, very easy part. And there's so many resources that, that you can handle for sure. Let's talk about all of these things that are foundational. Yeah really direct the course of even the curriculum and everything else that you choose. So those things are so important to talk about and to make sure that you're getting that solid foundation before you dive in. Um, I I totally hear you and amen everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, we have got moms all around the country, probably around the world that are listening in. Um, We have a membership site called Teach Them Diligently 365 that's designed to do a lot of what you all are talking about. We have resources, we have community built in, there's all kinds of stuff, but that is a digital um, platform and it's wonderful, but there's something different about sitting across the table from someone. So if people are listening in and thinking that is so cool, I would love to do something similar to that in my community. What would be some of the ways that you would encourage them or counsel them about taking some steps to, to get something like this started? Um, just do it. 
Okay. Um, before Jenny and I reconnected, you know, my girls had graduated in 2020. And, and again, I was just meeting with people and letting them know that I was willing to talk yeah. to them. Yep. And um, so we just go out for coffee and it didn't, we didn't have anything formal and it was just, and I would do monthly small group meetings too. I just, in the basement of my church, I just said, come on out on this Monday night. And sometimes it would be two moms. Sometimes it would be 10. Um, just come out and talk. And it, we don't even have a set topic, just come yeah. and talk. So whether it's the one-on-one. So I think the main thing is, you know, Jenny said that a lot of homeschool moms, when they're done, they, they do move on to other things and that's great. But for any moms who are feeling like they, that's not their calling, that they should stay engaged in the homeschool world. I think that's probably God calling to say, be a Titus two woman right. in your community, yeah. just do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't think that, you know, we, if you've homeschooled your own children, and you've went through it all, you're equipped to, mm-hmm. to tell others about it. It's just telling other people. And um, sometimes we often think about, you know, the leaders in the homeschool world, in the homeschool field. But I mean, I think God has called us all to be leaders in that. And so I remember one time Christopher Perrin, I was sitting in the talk and, you know, he always does that thing where stand up if you've been homeschooling for so many years or whatever. And and then it came to the, whatever the number was, the high number. And I remember him saying, now look around. You can all be doing what I'm doing, all of you. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful because it's just truth. We're all human. We're all capable. God has called us. And so it's just knowing that we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, but we begin and God, every day it's something new that he always directs us to and, and he's faithful to do it. So he is. And there's a... There is a vulnerability that comes anytime that you are willing to serve in that way. Um, you guys talked about how, you know, you, you, nobody that I know of steps out and feels like they've got all the answers. They're perfect, perfectly equipped to do whatever. And yet I've always been amazed at how so many of the questions that I've been asked through the years, I have personal experience. I would have never thought of putting that in play, but because I did exactly what they're doing. You know, I've already been there and the Lord brings those things to mind so beautifully and and literally things that I wouldn't have thought of for the last, you know, 10 years and (laughs) I talked about it and it's right there. And that is, that is an amazing gift of God. And it strengthens my faith every time because I see how he is working through me and answering those prayers for, for the ability to serve other people. Um, and there's, you just grow so much through that too, just personally, when you're willing to serve in that way. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. It's just, it's incredible. Well, that is, that is very, very exciting. And I, I honestly can't encourage those of you who are out there listening to, uh, I can't encourage you enough to find a way to make yourself available, make yourself useful. There is always somebody coming up behind you. There is always somebody that your experience can be used to encourage or equip them further. So uh, be willing to, to put yourself out there and be available. Um, and sometimes it, like Tina was saying earlier, it starts with you know, let's go out to coffee. I do an awful lot of that here is, um, you know, (laughs) somebody will come up to me at church and I'm like, yeah, let's go out to coffee. Um, and for them, you know, for me, my kids are basically grown now. It's not that big of a deal for me to go out to coffee, but for them that have all these littles at home, that's a really big deal. And that's the other thing that we can't lose sight of. And you guys alluded to that earlier too, is just 
giving a quiet spot where they can think clearly and actually ask questions is another really big gift that you can give a another homeschool mom or dad. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. That, and, and I think like Jenny was so keen on making our space beautiful so that the moms could just come in and relax, you know, because you know, little kids, there's toys and stuff everywhere and curriculum yeah. and everything. And it just feels chaotic. So, um, but even a coffee shop can be that too. Absolutely. go in a back little corner yeah. and just enjoy a nice mm-hmm. cup of coffee and let someone listen. You right. know, I mean, wow. For moms to be able to talk a whole complete sentence without an interruption. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty amazing for them. So it, it really is. And without looking around and seeing all the stuff that you need to be doing, that's always yeah. one of my biggest hangups of being at home is there's nowhere that I go that I don't see something left undone. I mean, ever. Exactly. And my yeah. kids are big and I still yeah. haven't arrived <laughs> where there's not something left undone. Um, and it, it's even more pronounced when your children are young. And so, you know, be, be really kind of think back, um, to those times when you were in whatever situation it, that the person that you're ministering to is. Um, and, and God will give you an awful lot of empathy and a lot of just wisdom to share with them that I think will amaze you and strengthen, uh, strengthen your faith and your resolve to do it more. Cause it's kind of, I've always found that it's almost for lack of a better term, it's almost addicting. When you start pouring yeah. into other people, you just want to do it more. And, more. Uh, and you know, what's so cool. This is a cool aspect too, is watching, the community, you know, watching these moms and dads connect and become friends. And, you know, knowing that they met here at the homeschool loft is, it's so cool to see it. Remember that time we actually had, there was a mom that Tina was talking with, and I was talking with the dad and they were across the room. And, um, one of them, what was it? They needed daycare. Dad needed childcare. He was going to be the yeah. primary educator in their family, but he worked part-time or swing shift or something yeah. and was like, well, how do I do childcare? And, and Tina was talking to the girl who was across the way. And she said, well, I have open hours at this time and <laughs> right then and there. And they'd never met before. They just both came in yeah. at that same time. So, so really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we are just about out of time, but I want you to to share, you had told me about some of the different ways that the Lord opened the door for you all to move forward because you had made a big, um, a big point of the fact that you are doing this as a service. You are, your goal is to not charge families to come in for counsel and care. Um, and the Lord has, has provided through grants and other things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And I'll make sure that I include some of that information so that anyone listening in that wants to try to emulate what you're doing and do something similar, I will have access to that information. So there's a, a group called the Vela Fund, V-E-L-A. Um, they started right after the pandemic hit. It's, I don't know the philanthropists behind it. I just know the people who administer it. Um, and they decided that they wanted to provide money for alternatives to public schooling when everything was shut down and everybody was trying to figure out whether it's homeschooling or other things. Mm-hmm. And they provided money. And so the first time they issued grants was um, during 2020. And I was able to win a small grant for the website I run called the Homeschool Resource Roadmap. Uh, it's a curriculum database. And I knew about that. And then after Jenny and I started, um, cause she and her husband had just been paying their rent out of their own pocket for our building. Um, they were going to do the grants again. 
And so I encouraged Jenny to apply for the Bela Fund grant to fund our spot here. And, and she won. She wrote a great grant proposal. Um, <laughs> and they're very generous. And they, um, they do monthly yeah. trainings and wow. just really trying to build the community of all these people doing different alternative things. Um, I don't know if they're going to do another um, series of grants next year, yeah, but I yeah. think they want to because yeah. they've seen such neat growth among, yeah. and they partnered with HSLDA last year, which is how I found out about them. And now I think they still are, but also other ways that they're spreading the word. So, and so many people, another thing is how many people have reached out to us that mm -hmm. want to be involved as well. Yeah. There are so many resources in the community, but they, they don't know how to begin. So when this opened this physical location, we had so many people coming to us saying, hey, we offer this. And, you know, and so that's been just a really cool thing, too. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. And um, I, it's it's exciting and it's so encouraging just to hear your heart and what God has allowed you to do up there in uh, Wisconsin to impact your neighbors and your friends and and th those that you haven't even met before. So yep. Um, yep. really, thank you for stepping out in faith and then for be being willing to talk about it to hopefully inspire a lot of others to do likewise. Yeah, thank you for having us. Very definitely, yes. And a pleasure. <laughs> and for all that you do. Yes. Well, you are very welcome. It is, it's a joy, as you know, to, to serve the Lord and to serve families. Um, they, if it, there's no greater work that any of us have than that which we do within our homes because the multiplication, the way that we're able to impact culture and society and others for the kingdom is just really profound. And so um, I, I encourage each one of you guys that are listening to find ways to really invest in serving others because that is going to make you key in even more to what the Lord is doing within your own walls as well. So check out the resources that I'll link with today's show. Um, check out, you know, I'll, I'll point you to what they're doing so that you can learn more that way. Get with some friends, talk about possibilities. This is a really exciting opportunity that the Lord could, could direct you in a lot of different ways in your own hometown. So um, I will be praying with you that God will open the right doors in the right time. So again, Jenny, Tina, thank you guys so much for uh, just opening our eyes to this, this new way of thinking. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You are welcome. And everyone else, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I hope that this has been a challenge and encouragement. And I hope that we're able to talk again with you real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.